Boys, Jared and the GM, we are live today out at Cool Springs Wine and Spirits. Come on out, out here on Mallory uh, on Mallory Lane in Cool Springs. Come on out until 6 o'clock. You can come register to win a pair of Fred's tickets for Thursday's home opener against Minnesota. Come on out and register to win those tickets. Come see us as we are out here. Uh, I want to get to this California thing in a second, but first, today's Tuesday, so tomorrow is when the players come back in the NFL for practice. And according to 24-7 Sports, the Buffalo Bills are preparing Matt Barkley, the backup quarterback, to start in Week 5 against the Tennessee Titans. Doug Doug McDermott, Sean McDermott, uh, their coach, I guess speaking yesterday, was talking about Barkley and said, quote, he's earned everything he's gotten here. You guys saw what he's done and how he carries himself week to week, day to day around the building. He's highly prepared every week, whether he's played or hasn't. He is the life of a backup quarterback, and there's a lot of internal belief in Matt Barkley. We know we're ready to go. So it sounds like Barkley will start oh, will start in place of Josh Allen, who got hit in the head uh, with a just vicious helmet-to-helmet hit against New England on Sunday, so it does look like Barkley right now is the logical choice to start. But obviously there will be more updates throughout. Oh, the yeah. That, that's not over. That, that's a long way from over. And what they'll do is, right, he's got to go through the protocol. They'll probably get some kind of an idea of what he'll do tomorrow. And if he can do anything, if he can get out and run around a little bit and do some of that without getting a, a headache, then – you know, there's probably a chance he'll make it. If oh, not, you know. Although that was a vicious hit he took from the Patriots on Sunday. Yeah, I didn't think. I mean, I, I, I looked at it afterwards. I don't think his helmet hit him in the helmet. Really? I think it was his shoulder. I mean, to me, now I only saw it like twice and, you know, I didn't like really analyze it. Now, McDermott wanted, I think it's Jonathan Jackson, was the guy that hit him. He wanted him thrown out of the game, and he wasn't thrown out of the game. And, I mean, just just what I saw, it looked like his helmet hit Allen's helmet, but it looked like Allen lowered his head yeah, to where the, it went in and hit him. The problem is always the same, which is the officials are getting to the point that they are not making the calls based on the hit. They're making the calls based on the results. Mm-hmm. And if a guy is down and he is out, then they're automatically saying, oh, it's got to be helmet-to-helmet. You know, it's got to be a a penalty and a suspension or something. When in actuality, maybe didn't even hit him in the helmet-to-helmet. So, I mean, I I think that's that whole thing's getting carried away. But I know it's in the name of safety, and, and so I can... I can actually put up with it a little bit. Can't be as bad as Kamale Correa's roughing the passer and then getting fined yeah, on top of it know, at Jacksonville. Just like ridiculous. that. I mean, that's crazy. Okay, Floyd, what about your state, California? Apparently, I think everybody knows by now, but California Governor Gavin Newsom signed a first-in-the-nation bill Monday that clears the way for college players to be paid from endorsement bills, bill, endorsement deals. The legislation allows student-athletes to sign endorsement deals and prohibits the governing body of college sports, the NCAA, and the schools from banning those compensated athletes. The new regulation is scheduled to start in 2023. Basically, it's their way of saying, hey, you want to go sign autographs? Sign autographs. You want to get paid for it? Get paid for it. You want to come to Cool Springs Wine and Spirits and take pictures for money? You can do it. Have an appearance out here. You can do it. And you keep the money, and there's nothing the NCAA can say or do about it. 
And I guess Florida is looking to follow suit after California's done this. Florida's looking to do the same thing. Floyd, what do we think of how this will affect college sports? What do we think it means for college sports? So on and so forth. Oh, I mean, I don't like it at all. Why? Now, we're going to talk to Trevor in a while. Trevor will like it, you know, because Trevor's always been that way. What this does, what the law does, the way I understand it, is it doesn't, it is no more a cost to the school. The school's not the one paying for all this stuff. Individuals are. I mean, we're reverting right back to where college football was 75 years ago. Eddie LeBaron, when he was at UOP, was paid like $10,000 a month to keep the elephants off the football field. What is UOP? University of Pacific, Stockton, California. No elephants in Stockton. But his job, keep the elephants off the football field, $10,000 a month. Well, I mean, they, they quit that. You know, they got it was got so dirty and so nasty, they quit it. And now what are we doing? But we're turning right around and we're saying, okay, school, no different from school. But all you individuals, you want to find a way to pay this guy a bunch of money for whatever you want to pay him money for? You go right to it. Well, let's just say I own, let's say I own Cool Springs Wine and Spirits, right? And I'm sitting there saying to Trevor Lawrence's dad, hey, we'll have an autograph signing at Cool Springs Wine and Spirits if your son comes and plays for Vanderbilt, and we'll give him a million dollars to do it. There you go. And now everybody else has got to find somebody to go give him $1.5 million yeah. or something. And then, Bidding more. And then it becomes, I mean, it essentially becomes free agency. Yeah. I'll just say this to that. I don't really care. As long, and I, I, the one thing I worry about this, and I am not a pay-the-player guy, but I'm also not a don't-pay-the-player guy. Let me say this. You will care when Lamar Jackson's at Jacksonville on his way to Heisman and University of Tennessee shows up with a brand-new Ferrari and, uh, and uh, you know, like you said, $2 million in cash. They'll say, you need to come play for us. I'll be right there. So, to that then point, then you will care. I don't care as long as it doesn't change how I currently enjoy football and currently enjoy college sports. I mean, no offense, but basketball is exactly like this in an illegal way. And and what do we say about basketball? The kids don't care. They always there for <laughs> the one cares. and dones. And the, I mean, it doesn't. There's if you're not in basketball, if you are not a Duke fan. If you're not a Kentucky fan, if you're not a handful of schools because they're willing to do all the things you're talking about, then the rest of it doesn't matter. Although I don't think Rick Barnes in Tennessee's doing that. And, I mean, and we I got think, behind them last and year. I think this will two, – two or three things are, are become an issue here now. The whole Title IX, Title X, whatever it is. The Title IX, yeah, that's Title IX, that's out the door. That's... You can forget that because, no, you know, women play – what woman's going to be able – if you're not an Olympic gold medalist, then you're not going to be getting anything. Oh, yeah. No, so no volleyball you, player is no, going to be – No, is a volleyball player going to be good enough to get an endorsement? No. So they're going to be just, you know, all these athletes are going to be driving around their Lamborghinis and going to have pockets full of money, and, going to, and, and she's going to be, you know, eating leftovers at McDonald's. I mean, I don't think that many people will find that fair. Well, now, let me say again, going back to basketball, that already happens. 
You know. Oh yeah, but I mean, imagine, I mean, I've seen guys driving seven series BMWs. You know, it, but imagine, and that's in basketball. Now imagine football. In basketball, how many? I mean, sure, basketball has supporters, and I'm sure they have a bunch of guys that have money, and I'm sure that, but nothing like football. Like if T. Boone Pickens, before he died nothing at Oklahoma like State, football. if he could write checks to the players and not for the facilities, all you have to do is go out and buy a team. Go buy a team, which these oil guys in Texas could do. Absolutely, you go to all the high school kids. Coach, tell me who the top, you know, twenty-five players are in the state. How many scholarships you got? Twenty-five. Who are the top 25? All right. I'll, I'll get them for you. Tell me which ones how are much, you know, a million dollars. Tell me which ones you, are the hundred grand. Tell take. Me which ones okay, are the... here you go. See you. Sign your letter. Okay, done. I mean, I don't. I think it's going to be really, really bad for the sport. I think what it's going to do, it's going to take the however many. I don't want to throw a number out there because I don't know what the number is. But, but it will take the SEC schools. The Alabamas, the Clemsons, because they'll fight. They'll be able to do this. It'll take the Georgias. It'll take the Floridas. It'll take, you know, but like a Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt will have to quit playing football. I mean, what, they're not going to have, they're going to have the, the. I mean, they won't have as many good players they got now. And they're going to be playing this team that has been purchased for, <laughs> for you know, $500 million dollars. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be brutal. Now, when those X number of teams get together and play, I mean, it'll be good football. But the rest of it, the rest of those teams playing when you know when the Alabama has to turn around and play the whatever team that that is not willing to do all that. I mean, it won't even be it won't even be watchable. Is how is that different than when Alabama plays the, like Southern Miss now? Well, yeah, but I'm not worried about Southern Miss. I'm worried about what if it's South Carolina? What if it's Kentucky? What if it's t- then I'm worried because it's going to be Kentucky. It, you will have you will have five or six Alabamas, and you'll have the seven or eight Vanderbilts now because they'll all be at that level. They'll all be teams that cannot win. Now they can go play. MTSU, if in fact MTSU fields a team, you know, I mean, because they'll be, they'll oh be enough. Oh my God! Imagine MTSU out there against professional be, teams. Essentially. Yeah, they'll, they'll. I mean, they won't be able to play those games. Let's take your calls six one five seven three seven one zero two five six one five seven three seven one zero two five. Floyd is adamant against the California law that would essentially allow you to pay the players. I'm not sure how much I really care. I'm not sure how much it will affect college football from me sitting on the couch and watching it. So do you care? Are you against it? Are you for it? What do we think? 615-737-1025. Jared and the GM, we are live out at Cool Springs Wine and Spirits. Floyd and I are out here. Got our authentically American polos on. That's right. Your company can rock authentically American as well. But it's not just your company that can rock authentically American. It's you, too. They got all their new lines of clothes, authenticallyamerican.us. Everything from there is made in the USA, including the latest sweat ink activation. That's where you got a hidden message for you to work out with your shirt, and as soon as you sweat right through it, that hidden message is revealed. Go check out my Instagram at the Jared Stillman, where you can see the latest 
in their sweat ink technology. That's Authentically American, online at AuthenticallyAmerican.us. Authentically American, of course, 10% of all of their sales, whether it's business-related, whether it's holiday-related, whether it's shopping for somebody else, whether all of that 10% goes to their gross profits, goes right to our veterans and our first responders. That's Authentically American, and a a big deal for you, a big special for you. If you use my name, Jared, J-A-R-E-D, my name, Jared, at checkout, you'll get 20% off of your entire order at AuthenticallyAmerican.us. That's AuthenticallyAmerican.us, promo code Jared for 20% off. Check out their Sweat Inc. Again, it's the latest in sweat technology. Jared of the GM, live from Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. It's ESP at 1025 the game. Jared of the GM, live out of Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. And again, we're discussing the new bill signed into law in California, new regulation that basically says, hey, NCAA. Don't tell the players they can't earn money off their likeness or sign endorsement deals or things of the like. And Floyd hates it. Floyd hates the idea of a college being able or a booster of a college essentially being able to funnel money directly to the kid and it being legal. And all of a sudden it's, well, Tennessee's boosters are offering me this. And Arkansas's boosters are offering me this. So I I don't think it's good for the sport. I don't think it's good for the players. I mean, what? Why not the players? Well, I mean, you're you're a 16 year old kid, 18 year old. How old are you when you graduate high school? 18. 18. 18 year old. Some guy walks up and goes, "Here's a bag with a million dollars in it. I need you to go to UCLA." What do you? I mean, you think you got some kind of handle on reality? You know what the real world's like? You got no clue. You got it, and this is just the beginning. You're 18. Guess what? Next year will be another million a year. I mean, why? I mean, they'll take a pay cut to go to the NFL. I mean, it's going to be, I think, it's just scary to me. So I don't care. As long as it doesn't ruin the sport that we get to watch now, college football. Now, the paying has already ruined basketball, and I'm okay with admitting that. But as long as it doesn't ruin college football, how is okay. it going to help college football? How is it going to keep from ruining college football? Uh, I think it'll be the same. Alabama will have the most money. Alabama will buy the best players. Alabama will kill everybody like they already kill everybody else. Right. How's that change? What's going on now? Well, it doesn't. But the teams they play, is Vanderbilt going to spin for all No. No, but they, they beat Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt 60 to nothing last time they played. Vanderbilt won't win a game. Mich- They'll beat Northern Illinois. Oh, that's fine. But is, you, no, is Northern Illinois going to have a team? Well, does it matter if they're – I mean, did you see the Georgia and the LSU result? It doesn't matter if they're paying the players or not. They're going to get their hats handed to them by those teams every time they play. Well, yeah, but, I mean, what, what, about, the team, what about the teams that are trying to get to that point? Like, what about – give me an example. Uh, I, I'm, I don't know, Auburn, Mississippi State. Teams that, that are, teams they'll that buy are players, too. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> okay. You know what they could do is they could salary cap it oh, no, so no, that no. that way the worst team got the most money and then in a, probably not going to work, though. Let's go to your phones. Larry is up next here on Jared and the GM again, live out of Cool Springs Wines and Spirits, giving away those Preds tickets. What's up, Larry? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. I uh, enjoy your show. 
on the new law, I think some of the things that are going to have to change, they'll have to definitely address the, the transfer rule or you'll have kids changing every year. But I heard about three or four years ago that some of these big five conferences wanted to break away from the NCAA and just form their own league. And I think what you may see is some of these conferences losing some teams, picking up some teams that all do their same thing, and the Power Fives will just go form their own battle, and they won't be playing the smaller schools. And there may not be anybody left. The smaller schools may stay NCAA, and there may be separate championships. What do you, what do you think of that? So I think that's pretty far-fetched. Thank you for the call. I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess anything's possible in college sports when you start paying players because it fundamentally breaks the one thing that makes college sports college sports. So maybe everything's in play. But I, I look at college sports right now as an ecosystem where everyone says, you know, well, Alabama doesn't want to play the Little Sisters of the Poor. But then Alabama plays three Little Sisters of the Poor because they fill up that stadium and they want the money. And they, they'll take the money, and then they'll give the little sisters of the poor, they'll give them, you know, a million dollars to come get their buds beat, and then they'll, you know, fund all their other programs as well. I, I don't see something that drastic happening. That's just me. Well, yeah, but I don't – I mean, you can't – if this goes through, and if Alabama, you know, is – when we keep using them, they're the team that's spending all the money. I mean, they're – you. Games versus some of these lower schools will be unwatchable. Well, it might get kids hurt it too. It will be it will be a bloodletting. I mean, you will it will they'll be carrying people out on stretchers. I mean, it just won't be fair. Although it won't be worth watching. Although back to your thing about the NFL draft, right? Like if the NFL draft, if there's only you know one year, you could have five Hall of Famers with the first ten picks, and the next year you can have ten guys go that don't even make the Pro Bowl ever. And that's just dependent upon the year, right? Right. Well, the high school kids aren't going to change. If there's 300 good high school kids, just because you can pay them doesn't mean that there's going to be more good high school kids. So, yes, Alabama will pay the players and Arkansas will pay the players. I mean, Arkansas, when it comes to money in the SEC, other than maybe Texas A&M, Arkansas might have as much money as anybody. They got that Walmart money. They might have as much money as anyone. So, like, Arkansas will pay players, and Tennessee will pay players, and all these schools will pay players except for Vanderbilt, that they'll all pay players. Uh, and so it's kind of like the way it already is now, right? Like, there's only X amount of places to go play. There's only X amount of kids that are any good. And so each year, some teams will get some good kids. Some teams will get more than good kids. But, I mean, Ohio State wins every game 50 to nothing right now. Well, yeah, but that's not going to be the case if they, if this. I mean, Ohio State's they, got money. If, if they do have money, but Michigan's got money. Michigan State's got money. So it'll make that conference North more competitive. Western, that's what I'm saying. It's going to take those to the top, and they'll be. But is Illinois going to pay for it? Is no. Northwestern going to pay for it? No. Are they? They aren't going to pay. So the Big Ten becomes the Big Four. And they join up with the Big Five in the SEC. What's well, the Big and, One now in the Big there, Ten? And there's a conference. And then they'll form up with the the Oklahoma and Texas in the in the Big tw- uh, Ten, and there. Oh, Oklahoma State got and, that money now. And now you've got now Pickens is dead. Remember? Yeah, but his estate goes to them. To the school? I think so. To the athletic department? I think like six hundred. To the school? I think like six hundred million goes to 
the school or the I don't know. Yeah, well, I did not read his I, will. And so <laughs> and so, what's going to happen? I think that I think the callers got a, a point. I think they'll be like one or two super conferences, and they'll just rotate around playing each other. And that will Good. be that will be the NC two A. Bad for TSU. Good TSU for TV. Let's go to Roger. The, those schools won't exist. <laughs> Who's up next? What's up, Roger? Jared, Jared, Jared. What are you thinking? I'm so much with the GM on this. What about the military schools, Texas A&M, all these other schools? They're not going to, like GM said, they're just not going to pay. If we can pay players, you, to, I'll Roger. hang up and listen to your response. Thank you for the call. Military can, academies, that is interesting. Yeah, question. you can't pay guys to join the military. I mean, they kind of already do, but yeah. but if you don't think Texas A&M is going to pay players, if we can pay players, you are out of your mind. But Texas the, you know the academies won't. No, no, no. But they already pay people to join the military anyways. Well, yeah, but I mean, you're not gonna, they're not going to go out and pay an extra hundred grand to get a quarterback to... And the quarterback's going to say, "Wait a minute! Now I can get a hundred grand from you, but I have to join the Navy. No thanks. And I can go over here and get you know seventy-five grand and don't have to join anything. I think I'll go over here. Yeah, but in order to play at Navy, you have to join the Navy anyways. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, like the Naval Academy, like the military academies are totally different. Like that's you know they're not trying. I mean, they are trying to win football games, but their sole objective around their football program is not to win games. I mean, it's to to get soldiers, uh, which I'm cool with. Now, again, back to the A&M point. If you think A&M is not going to pay for players, if we're allowed to pay players, A&M might spend the most money of any team in the country Oh, they have. I'm going to tell you what. Between Oklahoma and Texas and Texas A&M and, I mean, those schools. Give Oklahoma State T. Boone's money. Yeah, I'm worried about them without T. Boone. But, (laughs) I mean, they will will spend it. And, And they'll have the good teams. You know, that's again, I think, but you I don't know, know the a school came like with Texas A&M. Iowa State, Iowa, those kind of schools. See ya. I'll say this a watch out for Arkansas. Maybe. Arkansas got money now. Just no one wants to go there because it's Arkansas. Well, if you can pay me more money to go to Arkansas, yeah. then I might go to Arkansas. It's just like free agency. 615-737-1025. 615-737-1025. We'll get back to your phones on this again. California says, go ahead, pay the players. Florida looks like they're going to try to do this, too. Do we actually think this will change college football? 615-737-1025. Live from Cool Springs Wines and Spirits, Jared and Floyd. Jared and the GM. Uh, Apreds fans, uh, again, we are hanging out here. Uh, Smashville Live returns this Wednesday, hosted by Braden Gall from Brewhouse South in Cool Springs. This week's guests are Predators General Manager David Poyle and Assistant uh, General Manager Brian Poyle, the first 50 people, will have the opportunity to get an autograph or a picture with the general manager and his son, the assistant general manager. Fans can win tickets to see the Preds take on the San Jose Sharks at Bridgestone Arena on October 8th, plus Nash and the Preds energy team will be there. So again, that is tomorrow. Uh, Braden Gall, live from Brewhouse South in Cool Springs, 1855 Galleria Boulevard from 7 to 8. Jared, the GM, it's ESPN 1025, the game. We can't have a situation where we have schools and or states with different rules for an organization that's going to compete together. It can't happen. It's not reality. 
And so if that happens, then what we need is federal help to try and make sure that we create rules and regulations for all of our membership that are consistent. And if that doesn't happen, then we're looking at a whole new model, a whole new model. And that is reality. Gene Smith, Ohio State Athletic Director, saying, hey, we're going to need federal help here on the uh, new California bill that's going in 2023 to allow college players to get paid. I mean, he's not wrong, although when I hear federal help, I think of like a natural disaster and them coming in and, you know, yeah, federal I help just in terms of money. keep the government out of anything I'm doing. Well, you can't keep them out of sports because, you know, it's publicly funded universities. No, this is not anymore. This is free agency. You got, they got, there's no way they can control what I want to do in my institution. Well, you're getting most of your money from the government, though, to run your entire school. School? This isn't part of school. This is the Alumni Association. That is true. Yeah. I mean, I can do whatever I want. Oh, yeah. Johnny so, owns Johnny's Tire Barn, and he go. wants to pay a million dollars do, to get someone and, there. Then. And if I'm the school that has the the biggest, most, the wealthiest uh, alumni association, guess what? I'm king. I can do what I want. Let's go to your phones. Jared of the GM Live at Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. We're here till 6. You can register to win a pair of lower-level tickets to Thursday's home opener, Predators and Minnesota Wild. Joe is up next on Jared of the GM. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, I got to agree with the GM on this one, Jared. I mean, I know I get it where you're, where you're coming from, but I can, I, if I had 10 minutes, I could talk about how this is a bad deal, but I know I only got a few seconds. But I will say this. It will totally kill the purity of the game and the competition of it. Uh, and, I, and I understand that right now there's probably some of that going on right now that we don't hear about behind closed doors, but at least it keeps other schools honest. When you allow it like this out in the open, open air like this, it, it will totally kill it. It will kill the purity of the game. It will kill the competition of the game. And it will just, it'll, it'll just be bad all around. That's why the pro level, when you're good enough, the pro level is there so these college players can get paid for their hard work that I, they put in through college. Thanks, I hear guys. you, Joe, and I appreciate your call. I mean, I hear you, but I, I this is just me, the, the purity of the game. I mean, I, I think that's already gone. You're talking, thinking basketball. Well, I mean, I think football players get paid, too, just well, not as much. Not, uh, <laughs> okay. But I mean, not, I football, mean, Reggie Bush football, got paid. Football is not involved. Now, this is just my opinion. I could be completely wrong. Is not near involved to the number or the extent that basketball is. Basketball players, and, and I'll say this. Now, if I'm a basketball player in this new program, I mean, I may take 14 majors because I don't ever want to leave college. Oh, yeah, because you sign shoe deals. And, you know, I don't it's... ever want to go. I don't want to. Can you imagine a basketball player in high school or, I mean, in, in college, 18 years old, that that has to have an accountant, has to have somebody help him manage his money, has to help. I mean, oh. People will be going out. People will be going to uh, to birth clinics and picking the g- correct genes to make sure that they can put together a human that will be 
six six, three hundred and forty pounds, and, although you, and run a four six. Although you could already do that in hopes that they make it to the big leagues, and then you, you get. What's the big way. leagues? Big leagues is just getting out of high school. <laughs> if you're one of those, if you're one of those freak guys, freak ability, oh man, you just want to survive high school. Once you get out of high school. It's all, I mean, you don't need to worry about college. You don't need to worry about education. Not that they do a great deal now, but, I mean, there's, they, they, could, they could easily just take the school out of it. Just say, forget going to class. You don't need to, I mean, you know, how are you going to stay eligible? It's the only thing you got to worry about. Ray. We got tutors that can help you do that. Ray is up <laughs> next. What's up, Ray? Hey, guys. I agree with the, the coach about this. Um, and what if these these super players take over the teams? What if they start telling the coach, like the pros, they start telling the coaches what they're going to do and what they're not going to do? What if, uh, how does this affect academics? What about, it seems to me that uh, that the, the games and all the sports is really taking over the universities. They're starting to dictate what the universities are going to do and what they're not going to do. And the sports fans are actually telling the universities what they're going to do, what they want to do. The do you have an purpose, example of that? Like, I, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but like, what is well, your example of the sports teams telling the schools what well, to do? I, I mean, if you look at the pro basketball, for example, these super players and all, they are actually controlling the game and telling the coaches and all what they're going to do. And uh, and and what is that? Is that going to fold over into again, college again? Sports? Back to what you were saying, though. Do you have like an example of that? Like, for example, is there well, a college? Ba- mean, did Zion look, Williamson? Did they stop doing research at Duke University because of Zion Williamson? It's it's a possibility because sports is so dynamic, and, and the people. The people out here don't see what's happening in, in, back in the universities as far as research and everything. They don't see that. They see what's happening on fields. So they, they're making the emotional connection with sports and everything. That but, they're but not how is that different if you pay the players or don't pay the players? Well, I think, I think it, the, some of the players, the players ought to be compensated for practice and such as I mean, they're putting a lot of time on the practice fields and such as. So now you want to pay the players. It's a whole different thing to be doing that as opposed to playing super players just to be able to to have them on the fields and everything. I mean, to have difference makers and everything and, and to gear them up, guys, we ought to be preparing players and everything for a future so that they can do, instead of acting like Joe Gillum, Laying up here on, on, on the street, and and but what and does that have to do with away? this? Like I'm, and, I'm trying to make the connection. What does that have to okay. do with this? Well, Joe Gillum is an example. Joe Gillum got four Super Bowl rings out of Pittsburgh. Okay, right. and so if he had he gotten had, paid in college, would he have not? Would well, he have not lived under a bridge? Like I, I don't. I, maybe, I'm asking maybe. you, dead. I'm asking you seriously. Maybe, but so you want to pay the players? It, well. Yeah, that's right. But but if <laughs> thank players you, coming out I, of college, I I have no I I have no idea what point he was trying to make. Well, he's the the initial point was the fact that hey, in spite of what we think, I mean, if you're a college coach and you're making four million dollars a year, and I'm a college player and I'm making two million dollars a year, how much am I going to listen to you? 
they don't listen to the coach now for the most part. How much am I going to listen to you? I mean, they're making money now, and they you do you? Th- I mean, I think they you listen don't think to, it'd be different. I think they listen. You to don't Cal think it'd be different? And K and those guys. You know, I'm not talking basketball. I'm talking football. Uh, you think they're going to be listening? I think they'll listen to they'll Saban. Be tuned in. They don't listen to Butch Jones. Do you think they'd be tuned in? You don't think it'll be any difference? You think Nick Saban would have a hard time getting people? You don't attention? think it would be any difference? No. <laughs> I don't. I think people I act think like the players are, aren't getting paid you now. You are naive about this. I'm just realistic. No, you're naive. You got you got no feel for this. I mean, it's easy to, yeah, okay, fine. It's what's happening now. And in basketball, especially at Louisville, I'm sure that a lot of this goes on. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure this is, I have no this comment. is common practice. I have no comment. But comments. that is not true for a lot of places. Not that it may not go on a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit. It's not common practice. So I think this is well known, but there was a point guard. I, you know, this is all, you can all look this up. So I'm not sharing anything that is not common knowledge. But there was a point guard named Marquise Teague, who was a high recruit. And Rick Patino, when I was in college, he wanted Marquise Teague so bad. So he hires Marquise Teague's high school coach to be on the coaching staff at Louisville. And he thinks that's going to get him Marquise Teague. Well, Marquise Teague's older brother, Jeff Teague, was played at Wake Forest, was in the NBA as a backup in Atlanta. And apparently Jeff Teague got a really big Nike deal. And word on the street, and again, I cannot confirm nor deny this, so it is all speculation, but word on the street was Jeff Teague as a backup in the NBA got this huge Nike deal because Nike let it be known, hey, we'd like Marquise Teague to go to a Nike school. So Marquise Teague then doesn't go to Louisville, an Adidas school, and goes to Kentucky, a Nike school. So that's already happened. That was almost that was like eight years ago that that happened. That's basketball. That's basketball. So you look at basketball like you you think basketball is a lost cause, don't you? You, Oh, basketball? Basketball's armpit of sports. (laughs) I mean, it is awful. And college basketball is worse than ever. And you come an environment from an environment where this is common practice. Like maybe the dirtiest environment. Yeah, yeah, you come from the hole in the wall that, that allows all this. So you think this is common practice. You think this is, oh, this happens everywhere. Yeah, we paid that point card. Yeah, we paid, sure. No, we didn't pay Did you the point see, card. Did you see the cars paid. driving? Did you see the new cars driving? Yeah, okay, we got that. <laughs> you got that. You're looking at this with a tainted eye. So you think the football purest, be saved. The purest in college sports in most of us look at this and don't like the idea because we want it to be a balanced, as balanced and as fair as it can be. Even in the NFL, we put a cap on spending. You know why you put a cap on spending? Oh, the NFL is a socialist government. Because, the worst thing is the best bet. Because they have the Jerry Joneses of the world that's making a billion dollars a year. And then you've got the cons in Jacksonville that are making, you know, 200000 Now, how is it fair for those two teams to play each other? Jerry can get every free agent. He can sign every star that comes out. Doesn't make any difference to him. He's still going to make his money. So they said, nope, we're not letting that happen. That happened in baseball. We saw it happen in baseball. We're not doing it in football. 
So they cap it. Even though there's a majority of these owners that could go out and bid millions and millions and millions and not think twice about it. Said, nope, you're only going to be able to spend this much money. So we even had a cap in football, in in pro football. College football won't have a cap. (laughs) So there is no telling where that will go. I just don't think it'll affect much. I I don't. I don't. Well, you come from Louisville, so that would... That answers a lot of questions right there. Hey, we're clean now. Oh, you hey, have the NCAA. never been clean and never will be clean. We are clean. You are. We are clean. Louisville is you, clean. You're it's naive clean, about all A this. clean university. Because you come from where you come from. Clear the board. <laughs> we got loaded lines. Sorry about it. Clear the board. Coming up next, as we are live out of Cool Springs Wines and Spirits, the Preds. couple of Preds thoughts to get to. The Preds open up on Thursday. They've set their roster, and they got something kind of new going on at practice I want to discuss. We'll get to that coming up next here on Jared and the GM. Speaking of the Preds, did you know that Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is a proud supporter of the Nashville Predators? That's right. Look there at the center of the ice every home game this season, and you'll see that happy Hiller logo. Well, not only... Does Hiller take great care of the Predators, and are they a proud supporter? Hiller takes great care of my home, and they can take care of yours as well. Thanks to Hiller, I've got true transparency pricing. So anytime something goes wrong at my house and Hiller comes out to fix it, they give me the best price possible, the most honest price possible, with no hidden hidden fees or any special charges. That's right. That's Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical Free Second Opinions. And again, you got to join the Happy Hiller Club to be like me and get those uh, yearly checkups. That's Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Proud supporters of the National Predators and the Tennessee Volunteers. Jared and the GM live from Cool Springs Wines and Spirits where you can come on out and register to win a pair of lower level tickets for game one against Minnesota. That's right, of the Pred season. Come on out. We're here until 6. It's ESP at 1025 the game. I think you're going to see a lot of experimentation for sure early in the, in the season, but in order to get two top offensive lines, I think Peter Lavalette uh, realizes, and I believe he's talked to all the players that are potentially have a chance to play in our top six, that there might be some uh, shuffling. So despite the fact that uh, Forsberg, Johansson, and Arvison, at least in my mind, were our best three, three forwards, we might be better served as a team if we were to split them up. And I think that's what you've seen you know, so far at training camp, and I think you're going to see some more experimentation you know, as the season begins. And again, I always come back to the same thing. Our whole goal here is to get two, two lines, maybe not equal, but certainly two lines that can produce offense. And Duchesne is, uh, holds a key part of that, but maybe, you know, breaking up our number one line is the, the second part that really gives that the best chance of, of the, the two line offensive power really happening. That was David Boyle on the Preds official podcast. Preds start Thursday. They had their first official practice of the season, of the regular season today. At, uh, and apparently, apparently the Preds have a new weapon, Floyd, at practice. Which is? Some kind of machine that fogs up the glass. So if the media is watching practice and they don't want you to see what's going on, they can fog up the glass and then you can't see what's going on. Okay. So apparently they got some secrets they're hiding. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so we'll figure out whatever those are. Uh, meanwhile, the Predators line-wise, remember how they had Kyle Turris and they put Kyle Turris up on one of those first two lines right. in the preseason where I think it was Forsberg, Deshane, and Turris, 
and apparently that's uh, that has changed. I guess Kyle Turris was centering the fourth line with Callie Yarncroke and then either Rocco Grimaldi or Daniel Carr on the fourth line. The Sissons Benino Watson line that was so good in the playoffs two years ago. Apparently they're back together this season, and it looks like Craig Smith has played himself back into the top six, along with Johansson and Arvidsson, DeShane, Forsberg, and Mikhail Granlin were the lines today uh, at practice as they get ready for Minnesota on Thursday. They didn't fog it up. I guess they didn't fog it up good enough. (laughs) Now, my question to you (laughs) is, do you think this year the Preds fans, not even talking about the team, the fans, are going to take the season more seriously this year because of how, you know, last year everybody just kind of brushed over the regular season. Even the players brushed over the regular season because it was like, well, two years ago we were the best team in the league and didn't even get out of the second round. So how much does the season really matter? And then last year they totally half-tailed it for certain points. Chemistry seemed to be an issue. They couldn't do anything on the power play, etc. And that whole, we'll just turn it on when it matters, that all went out the window in the playoffs because they got their buns beat by Dallas. Do you think that that means that there should be more of an emphasis put onto the regular season this year? Or do you think Preds fans are still just going to say, call me when the playoffs? You know what? I, I have no idea. Because in the last two seasons, like you said, if, if in fact last year that the emphasis was not on the regular season, the year before, all the emphasis was on the regular season. And the year before, we made it to the first round. And last year, we made it to the second round. No, you mean the, the year before, made it to the second round. Last year, you made it to the first round. Yes, okay. Got it backwards. But anyway, the point being that neither one of those got us where we wanted to get. And so, I don't, you know, we've seen it where you're the best. We've seen it where where maybe you're kind of lax and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't seem to have an effect on the outcome either way. So I don't know, you know, to me, it, it's going to be, uh, I think it's, I think it's going to be exciting for the fans from the standpoint that, you know, Duchesne is, everybody's going to be looking at him. All the eyes are going to be on, they're going to be on Duchesne and the power play, <laughs> you know, those two things. And if you can do, it's going to be interesting to see, what happens with the two lines versus the one line mm-hmm. and and how that all works out because, uh, you know, you hear them describe it and it makes sense. You know, yeah, we're going to have two good lines instead of one good line. I, I'm, I'm not sure when it comes to practice it actually ends up being that way. And it'll be interesting and, to see. And you heard David in that clip say, like, hey, there's going to be a lot of experimentation, i.e., if Peter doesn't like the way it's working out, he's going to change it back I'm now. sure. You know, yeah. there's – I think there's something, you know, going on in in that regard. I I don't know why I have this feeling, but I have the feeling the season this year for the Preds is either going to be really good or really bad. You know, I saw... uh, In the really bad one, do we make the playoffs? No. We don't? No. It won't be that bad. I think it'll either be one of those ones where it is like, the whole season you're in first place, you're fighting for first place, you're looking at home ice, you're in command, maybe a, maybe a President's Trophy contender, although I think Tampa's so loaded again this year, I, I don't know if, if anyone would be able to catch them. But, you know, I think that it's either that or it's going to be one of these things where we're looking at it going, how does this team only have 26 points through, you know, 
20 games or something, something crazy like that throughout the year where we're looking at it like they're behind not just St. Louis, not just Dallas, not just Colorado, teams that we expect to be good in the Central Division, but they're behind Winnipeg and Chicago, and they're fighting to get like they're fighting to get into the playoff discussion. Like what? What is going on here? I think it's for some reason I don't know why I feel like it's going to be one of the two this year. I can't I can't fathom they'll be anything other than in the playoffs. I mean I'm I'm confident in that. Now how far are they going to playoffs? I, I have no idea, but. I'm confident that they're going to be in the playoffs. What I mean, if they're going to be a factor? What if it's one of those ones where, uh, in order to like, they have to get win on the last day of the year to get into the playoffs? Good. That means we'll go to the Stanley Cup Finals. That didn't work too well for the Judys two years ago when you played them. It, it, in it Colorado. worked well when we made it. We were one of the no, what? but that team. But that we team was always going to make it. We were the what eleventh seed? Yeah, but they were ten points clear of a playoff spot. But we were the eleventh seed, sixteenth, sixteenth seed. There you go. So, I mean, that's. I think that's that. Would but be fine. but you were ten points clear of a playoff. Spot. As long as we make it, that's all that matters to me. So I'm just talking about the difference between last day of the year, have to win to get in. Okay. Or I mean, two years ago, everyone says, "Hey, they were the last team in." It wasn't like they got in. On the last day of the, I mean, they were ten points clear. They got in with like two weeks to go before they got to the Stanley Cup final. I mean, I remember that was when we had David Poyle on the show once a week, and we were talking about up ninety nine percent chance to make the playoffs. He's like, oh, I feel good about it, but who knows? You know that kind of stuff. Uh, but the Preds start on Thursday against Minnesota, and now Minnesota, Minnesota, they're supposed to be pretty terrible. Good so Minnesota. So watch what they do there. But, again, I think it's either going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. I don't think this idea of finishing in third place and, you know, going your I, – I don't, I don't buy it. I think it's either going to be really good this year or it's going to be really bad. 615-737-1025 is the phone number. 615-737-1025. Jared and the GM live at Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. Come on out and register to win those lower-level tickets for Thursday's home opener, the Thursday season opener, Preds and Milwaukee. Coming up next, did you see Clemson this weekend? Yeah. Did you see Alabama's defense this weekend? Even Saban wasn't happy. I, I didn't. I didn't watch much of that game. Saban was not happy with his defense, and should not be happy with his defense. And I'm starting to wonder, after we've watched some of these other teams, is the gap really as big as we think? We'll get to that coming up next. Jared and the GM live out at Cool Springs Wines and Spirits. It's ESPN 102.5 The Game.